Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for listening to Cat Talk Radio today. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and I'm joined today by Diane Pomerantz. You might remember she was on our show about two months ago talking to us about grief and loss, and I've, I've asked her back today to talk about another subject she's well-versed on, and that is animal souls, afterlife, and reincarnation. What fun. Welcome to the show again, Diane. Oh, thank you so much, Molly. I'm delighted to be here. So start us off by answering, do animals have souls? Of course they do. Is there any doubt in your mind? Well, not in mine, but I'm sure some of our <laughs> listeners might, might, might be wondering. <laughs> you know, anyone who's privileged enough to have a quality relationship with an animal knows beyond a shadow of a doubt they have souls. They love unconditionally. They're loyal unconditionally. They're devoted. They're non-judgmental. All the qualities that we associate with the divine creator are the qualities that they possess in abundance. True, true. I, I always refer to, to them and, and all beings as sentient beings. And I think that... And they are. And doesn't that kind of, that kind of implies they have souls, I would think, right? I think so. You know, sentience simply means intelligence and awareness. And, you know, elephants bury and mourn their dead. And they're not alone, you know. Uh, There's so many monogamous relationships in the animal world where they love and, and adhere and care for a partner for life. And again, you know, it just really depends on um, the quality of life associated with an animal and their ability to love and to feel. And of course, animals feel pain, as do we. Oh, absolutely. You know, so they have emotions just as we do. And maybe they don't demonstrate them the same way that we do because they don't have language, uh, which can be a good thing and can also be a bad thing. They don't have that means of expression. However, they do have body language and they do have expression and they express their grief. They express their love. Uh, Anyone witnessing a mama gorilla and her baby experience that love, that devotion, that adoration that the mother and child share. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they do. And, you know, cats in particular seem to have more of an issue. Well, I shouldn't say issue, but they do, they do not express their emotions as openly and outwardly as other species. And I think that that's because they're both predator and prey. So they've, they're always got that thought on their mind, is, is something going to eat me today? So they're, they're wired to kind of keep their emotions hidden, if you will. 
Well, not only that, but think in terms of the quality companionship that we as human beings have enjoyed with dogs and wolves. It's not the same kind of thing. And recently, I've had so many patients of mine and clients of mine comment on how much more dog-like their cats have become because <laughs> they're with people. They spend much more quality time, and especially with COVID, I can attest to that, you know, the yeah. cat are so much more devoted and in tune with our own emotions and our own quality. And, and they empathize more than they ever did before because they're with us on a more constant basis. And I think that has a lot of bearing on it. Cats have been traditionally independent, but when we really get to know them, as you know, they are so loving and so caring and, and uh, emotive. And they possess so many of the same qualities that dogs do. True, true, true. And as so, they get to know us better, you know, the more so they become like like dogs. They do, they do. And I think the big difference is, you know, dogs dogs actually study our facial expressions and want to please us and can mimic our facial expressions. And cats don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very and cats <laughs> cats are motivated by different things, but they uh, I do think that they clearly love us and appreciate us and and express that in their own in their own ways. Way. Absolutely. Yeah. And they, they are do. different from dogs and other animals. And I admire that difference. Cats are wonderful and should be appreciated for all that they are and who they are. Yeah. So when our cats, our pets, dogs, cats, birds, all of our kinds of pets, when horses, of course, when our pets die, is there an afterlife? I believe that there is. And again, you know, there are many scholars who are different on the subject, but I truly believe there is an afterlife, just as I believe there's an afterlife for us. And I believe that we all have souls, meaning that we are immortal. We are immortal in spirit. And think about, again, your dog, your cat, your horse, your goat, your pot-bellied pig. Um, you know, the animals that I work with in animal-assisted therapy, they are so highly evolved on an emotional and spiritual path that it's hard to believe that they wouldn't have an afterlife. And who can attest to uh, feeling the presence of a dearly departed loved pet. Um, there are countless um, countless situations where that has indeed happened and the pet will try to communicate. And there are animal communicators that will absolutely attest to the fact that the animal is alive and well, not on the physical level of life, of course, but on the spiritual planes and very much in existence. All life is eternal and all life is energy operating at different rates of vibration. Think about that. Right. And, you know, just because they're not on the physical plane of life does not mean that they do not exist. And I personally believe they do exist. So do you believe in reincarnation? You know, is that, is that soul and, and how does that work? So if, a, if an animal goes on and, and has an afterlife, but then is rejoined with a living being, is it still both? Is it still living on in an afterlife and been reincarnated with another creature? Again, it depends. It depends on the quality of life that an animal has experienced with a human being. They're both on an evolutionary trail, path as it were. And the more intense an animal is involved and evolved to um, experience love and to experience that loyalty and, 
and uh, the relationship, the intensity of a relationship with another being. Um, animals in and of themselves have intense relationships, as we all know, with the pairing of odd uh, animals with one another, a horse leading a blind dog or a blind dog leading, you know, a horse, etc. There are so many incidences of animals helping each other. And therefore, again, that leads me to believe that these animals do have souls and they are sentient and sympathetic and empathetic. They're empathetic as well. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very, very much so. So and- go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, in the more intense a relationship you have, you know, for example, a child um, who has physical uh, deformities um, and depends on a canine companion um, for so many elements of, of its life, um, this interdependence, this relationship manifests in so many ways, and it assumes a greater significance on so many levels for both the child and the animal entrusted with that responsibility. Mm-hmm. True. Now you say, you have a saying, I want you to tell us what, what you mean when you say this. You say, all life is one life. What do you mean by that? I mean that we are all interconnected and interdependent that each one of us, you cannot hurt another living creature without hurting yourself ultimately. And we are all in this together. We trod the self-same path of life. And you think about it, uh, you know, we're all in this uh, trotting through life. Uh, We experience many profound experiences, many difficult experiences, many treacherous experiences, many beautiful and exhilarating experiences, all at the same time. But we coexist simultaneously. And we're here. It's purposeful. Our presence is purposeful. I believe with all my heart that animals come in as our teachers and guides. They are role models. And again, you know, dog is God spelled backwards and that old cliche that, yes, indeed, these animals manifest God-like qualities. And we are with them to learn these qualities of patience, stamina, fortitude, loyalty. They will fight along with us in battle. Um, they remain loyal to our needs and, and loyal to our family members. They, they take charge. It's their responsibility, their loyal commitment to us. And they will do whatever it takes to prove their love for us and to be loved by us. I think that's almost the primary mission of, of every animal, to be loved, respected, and appreciated by us. And again, you know, we are one life. We are one planet breathing the same air, drinking the same water, eating the same foods, and so on and so forth. You know, cat spelled backwards is tack. I wonder what that means. (laughs) Well, it may be some Buddhist language or unknown language to us, but (laughs) I'm sure it has significance, symbolism somewhere along the way. Well, they definitely teach us compassion and patience, lots and lots and lots of patience. Stoicism, you know, for how they bear pain. And I've known so many cats and other animals that will go off to die. Um, They will literally Mm -hmm. run away from their usual quarters and hide so that they will spare you the pain of watching them die. And this is common. I mean, it's, it's something that I personally have witnessed many, many times. And uh, 
It's extraordinary, really. They want to spare us. They don't want us to be hurt. Mm-hmm. That is true. That That's exactly what Tabasco did. I kept trying to bring him up with me and thinking, let me comfort you. Let me comfort you. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm good. Back here in the back of the closet, I'm near things that smell like <laughs> In the back of the closet. Uh-huh. <laughs> With your scent. Exactly. Which I adore more than anything but life itself, yes. Yeah. So what lessons, what life lessons do you think that we can learn from our companion animals as well as other animals? Oh, I think all all animals teach us lessons. I've been very blessed and privileged to be in Africa several times, um, both Kenya and Tanzania, and then South Africa and the Kruger National Park. And I've seen these animals just among themselves being themselves. And they have such extraordinary relationships. And, you know, I've seen um, lions playing with wildebeest bones like our dogs would play with little bones, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they play. They they play bow just in the traditional way that uh, a lot of dogs do the play bow as described by Darwin. They have methods of playing and teasing and taunting and a sense of humor. I mean, anyone that's watched monkeys for any, any um, given period of time knows they are mischievous. They're into mischief and mm-hmm. they love to tease and taunt each other. And again, that's a sense of humor and applies to that sentience that we were talking about. These are sentient beings. They have a sense of humor. They have a sense of fun and playfulness and mischief, as well as they have um, feelings of of, um, anguish and despair. And as when they witness one of their fellow uh, creatures dying or ill, they will stop and, and respect that elder or whoever it might be. They will take the time to really think about it and respect that elder. And again, that's something that we hardly do as human beings with our own elders. That's true. That's true. We can learn a lot from these animals, I'm telling you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we can. And, and uh, yes, and patience for us, for sure. <laughs> And non-judgmentalism. They don't care if you're wearing makeup. They don't care what you're wearing, whether it's design or whatever, how much you paid for it. They're not waiting in line to see what they're going to inherit. They don't care. They just want to be with you. They want the love and affection and attention. And uh, other than that, I, I don't know what else they care for other than to please you. And they live to please us. Even cats, they live to please us. in their own own way, idiosyncratic (laughs) ways. Oh no, I adore cats. I've really grown fond of them. I work with a lot of elderly people as a grief counselor. And uh, a lot of the elderly have cats rather than dogs. And uh, I, cats have grown on me. I adore them. And I see the special qualities that these older people see in cats. And it's not just that they're easier to maintain. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. Believe me. Mm-hmm. But these cats have so much personality and care in their own way and will touch you just the right time in just the right place to let you know they're empathizing with you, that they care. They respect you and honor you. 
That's true. And so you think in afterlife, we're reunited with our, our loved, loved pet ones? I do. Again, depending on the quality of relationship that we've had with them. And if there's a need, you know, sometimes we are so, and again, working with a lot of elderly people that are separated or have lost their spouse through death or, or whatever, or Alzheimer's or whatever the case might be, but they are with that pet. And it's 24-7. This pet sees them in the shower, on the toilet, you name it, the pet's with them. And they know you better, more intimately than anyone else. And they don't judge you. They just love you for who you are. They accept you for who you are. And they don't really care for much more than that. They just want to please and be loved by you and in return to love you back. It is so sad in the shelters to see these animals come in from either um, companions that have deceased or have gone into nursing homes. We have five large cats that all were surrendered together by the family who couldn't take care of them. And they're really struggling and having a hard, hard time, you know, having, they're all 10 years old. So they're been in the same home for 10 years, indoor pets and and you they're know, bonded. Yeah. You know, they share a very special bond, just like human siblings. And we have to keep that in mind. And one thing that I'd really like to advocate is provide in your will, living trust, whatever it might be, for the care of your animals so you don't have to worry about their welfare. Absolutely. It's your it's your legacy. And I know my husband and I were among the very first to endow um, our estate such as it were. And it doesn't need to be an estate as one might think of a mansion or anything like that, but a certain amount of money to ensure the care of these animals and that they remain together as brother and sister. Yeah. And in and that it's, particular case, yeah. yeah I, it's, I, it's hard, especially when there's, there's five in a shelter setting. It's very, very, very difficult to keep them together in so the poor. You want to avoid that. Yeah. If possible, you will have taken care of that in advance and give it a, a, you know, a, a amount of forethought that prohibits that from happening. Contact friends and relatives and whoever you think, someone that's in cat rescue, someone that's you know, in dog rescue and, and find out the possibilities of them maintaining um, a space together for the rest of their lives. Yeah. It's the least we can do, they're family members. And again, you know, that ties in with adopting a pet. And we're talking about shelters. If you adopt, it is a lifetime commitment. And you need to make provisions for these animals. Mm -hmm, they are exactly. your responsibility or don't bother. It isn't fair to these animals to be left all on their own and wondering what's going to happen to them and panicking. And the only life that they've ever known is gone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they do. Familiar. And they grieve. They grieve. They their, oh my gosh. The loss of their, it's just heartbreaking to see. The it's loss so of their heartbreaking. parents and let alone, you know, the potential threat of losing each other. That's their only family. And we've got to learn to think in those terms. Animals are sentient. They care. They have feelings just like we do. Mm -hmm. And the more that, you know, we, we, um, teach the public along those lines, the better off all of us are. Absolutely. And do you believe that you can, have, have you personally ever experienced a, a reincarnated animal? Have you ever had an animal come up and you go, I know that that is fluffy. I have. I have. And it's extraordinary because they will exhibit certain qualities that were unique only 
to that particular animal. And you'll say, I've got goosebumps just talking about this because they'll have certain quirks or peccadillos and they're, they can only be of that particular animal that you've lost. And you know in your heart, well, Caesar sent you. Caesar sent you to me. I know, I can tell. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you will feel that way when you adopt another animal out of the blue. I mean, someone will just show up at your doorstep and, uh, you know, it will remind you of behind the one, you know, animal that you loved and, and truly cared for with all your heart. And it will be a message from that animal that he has sent this one for you to take care of. And think in terms of what would your beloved animal want you to do? Would they want you to weep and sob and cry and be alone? No, think in terms of their generosity of spirit and that they would want you to care for one in need as you've cared for them. Absolutely. I think that's a really good way of thinking about it. Yeah, abs absolutely. What else about animal souls, afterlife, and, and reincarnation should we know about? Well, Share your wisdom. They're all possible. And again, depending on how intense the relationship you've had, and if this is the one and only pet that you've shared your final years with and that knows your every thought and anticipates your every move, there's a great likelihood that you have an agreement. And you, you kind of need to formalize that agreement that I will see you again. And, you know, there's no guarantee which lifetime, because I truly believe that we all incarnate many, many times. And I've had to reconcile that. I've done a lot of spiritual studies in my life and at great depth from Buddhism to um, Hinduism to on and on and on, Sufi, Sabu, some esoteric religions. And uh, I've drawn my own conclusions and synthesized the highlights of the best of all the world religions. And it just made no sense to me that we come in for one lifetime only as human beings or animals because why come in as a quadriplegic or a baby born with AIDS I did a documentary on babies with AIDS uh, and interviewed um, staff at Metropolitan Hospital in New York City where they were first dealing with the, the babies born with AIDS through no fault of their own right and they were in such sterile environments and they were kept at a you know safe distance etc and um, sort of like COVID now in a way, but um, you know, that, that sort of thing where they were isolated and, and unloved and people were scared. They were scared to, to deal with these babies. Why would one come in like that and live a few days and another one come in as a king with you know, thousands of wives and, and lush uh, surroundings and lavish, you know, clothes and environment, etc. It just made no sense to me. Why also prodigies, you know, the composers that are composing at the age of three? Where does that come from? It made no sense to me that you would come in for one shot only. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with our animals. And again, depending on the relationship that you have, how special it is, how important, how pivotal it is to your life, that you would not see this animal again. And maybe the animal would evolve into, um, you know, a, a, another higher form of animal or even into a human being. And that was what I was going to ask you next. Uh -huh. Out of all your studies, do you believe that they yes. reincarnate in, in animals or can they reincarnate in yes. with a person's soul? Yes. Or? yes, they can incarnate as human beings. And again, it depends if you've heard the expression old soul. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it depends on the animal. 
and how old the soul that animal is. And some of us, and you in particular with your cats, you would know an old soul animal who's been around, who has that wisdom. And there's just something about that animal that draws you to it, that seems to empathize and understand more than others who are immature and children. And it's just, I had a dear friend and teacher, her name was Catherine Hayward, who um, talked about life on earth as a school and basically a one-room schoolhouse where we're all in it together at different grade levels. You've got preschool, you've got kindergartners, you've got elementary school, high school, college, post-grad, and we're all learning simultaneously. But you wouldn't judge a preschooler for being dumb or this or that. They're just in preschool. That's the level that they're at. And spiritually, these animals the ones that we do know, the horses that we've known on a day-to-day basis and ridden and who understand empathetically what we're thinking and and respond accordingly. There are no mistakes in my personal opinion and that we are precisely who we are and where we are because that's where we learn our spiritual lessons. And ultimately, we're all here to evolve spiritually. And I believe that animals are specific animals are put into our lives at specific times for reasons unknown to us, but absolutely for sometimes we do know the reasons and sometimes we actually do know the reasons, whether they come in after a divorce. <clears throat> excuse me, or during a particular period of your life where they're really needed. <clears throat> So it really does depend on you and the purpose that 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 animal has. And I believe that all life is meaningful and purposeful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We sure appreciate you being with us here again today and, and sharing your great wisdom with us. Well, you're so welcome. What, what wisdom I do have, I'm happy to share. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a lot of good insight to share with us all, and I hope you'll, you'll come on the show again. <laughs> Thank you so much, and I love what you're doing, and I, I wholeheartedly support all your work. So well, God, thank bless. You. God thank bless you and the kitties. Thank you. And if any of our listeners have ideas for podcast topics, um, feel free to email them to me to molly at cattalkradio.com. And for those pets who have parted or other human loved ones who may have parted, go check out stones.cattalkradio.com. There is a very unique thing that's being done by a, a young man who started a company and he takes the remains, the, the cremated ash remains and converts them into these beautiful tactile stones that you can carry with you and put places where your animals loved. It's, it's just an absolutely fabulous thing to, to look at. So check out stones.com cattalkradio.com. Also follow us on Instagram and like our Facebook page. We're always sharing good tidbits and funny cat memes there that you'll want to see and share it with your friends so that they can get all the good cat info too. And as long as shelter euthanasia is the number one cause of death in cats, we will continue to be here weekly for you. So until next time, Keep calm and purr on. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. 
Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.